thing we're talking about is it's Joe Rogan interviewing Steve Jobs. And we'll sell the background of how it works. But basically, it's both it's all AI generated. And Joe Rogan is inter fake. Joe Rogan is interviewing fake Steve Jobs. And it, I got a little emotional because like I like Steve. Well, I kind of like Steve Jobs, but I respect him a ton. And just hearing him talk about topics that seemed modern, I was like, he's, you know, he's back from the dead. You know what I mean? He, I wouldn't exactly say he's one of my heroes, but he's someone I, I respect. And just I'm like, oh, my God, the dead is alive again. And that so was let, let, let's pull it up. So the way I think we should do this episode is. I think we I think we focus on AI. I think we show some of the stuff that has caught our attention. So it's kind of a show and tell. So if you're if you listen to the podcast, I think you're going to want to be on YouTube right now to actually see this stuff. And when you're there, you're going to want to subscribe. And when you subscribe, you're going to want to share and tell your friend. No, OK, but like you do want to go to YouTube and just, I don't know, go to YouTube and search my first million and then then click the channel. This will be, uh, you know, the, the AI episode will be up there. Ben is going to screen share here and Ben, do we have audio? Let's play a little bit of the intro. Well, let me let, let me give the background really quick. So it's a company called play.ht. Um, yep. But the, and the, one of their side projects is a thing called podcast.ai. And basically what they did was they gave their AI algorithm or program, whatever you want to call it. They gave their uh, program uh, Steve Jobs's biography. Uh, which is, and I think they actually gave him one or two of his biographies because there's two or th two major ones. Then they basically gave him, they gave the program every single Steve Jobs recording, I think ever, or any that they could find on the internet, along with every Joe Rogan episode ever. And they made Joe Rogan interview Steve Jobs. And in the interview, it's like 25 minutes long. They talk all about all types of stuff, but they say some amazing things like, Joe Rogan does the intro and he goes like he teases out the who who it is just like he does in real life. He goes, what's up, freak bitches, which I don't even think he says anymore. But he said that in all the early episodes. He goes, what's up, freak bitches? Uh, today's guest is someone who's incredibly smart, incredibly oh, we weird. Should, we should just play it, right? Let it, let it, let and it. Insufferable. Well, he says insufferable, which I thought was crazy. So go ahead. Play. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by play.ht. All content is generated by artificial Weird intelligence. Weird voice choice for this part. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, freak <laughs> bitches. Welcome to another episode of the Bro Jogan Experience. Bro Jogan Experience. And on this episode, I welcome my friend who's difficult to describe. I'm fascinated by him, and I hope you'll be too. And he is weird and brilliant and sometimes totally insufferable. But my guest today has made some of the great technological products of our age, and he's always pushing the envelope in innovation. Like, for example, with his next computer, he developed a new programming language and operating system, and then he became even more famous for making three applications for that computer. Uh, word processor, a spreadsheet, and an image editor. That just showed me that this dude <laughs> was brilliant had amazing taste and i would just hope that i could be even like one tenth of the genius that my friend today is and i can't even say his name so yeah so super psyched about having him in the house today first time or yeah we've had you on before but not for a long time you're like patrick sways and um demi moore and ghost you're a memory from the past <laughs> 
So without further ado, my friend who is difficult to describe and wonderful, and I'm so grateful he came on the show. How's it going? Good to see you, buddy. It's been a long time since I've been on the show. I've missed this. It's always fun. Wow. Like, just pause there. Okay. So the things that, like, first, the voice quality. The voice quality is incredible. Like, that sounds just like Joe Rogan. It sounds just like Steve Jobs. It, it is it has gotten so much better than like how this used to be. I remember like, you know, when you had like the Garmin GPS in your car and you could like choose the Morgan Freeman voice or whatever, like anytime you'd have like this voice robot that was trying to say something new, it sounded totally computerized and this doesn't. So the voice quality is one thing. The fact that it kind of like, it makes more sense. It makes more sense than it should. Like he's doing an intro. It understands that. He's teasing like this, my friend who's here today, this person's a genius, but not saying who it is and what it is right away. That's like an, a showmanship thing that I thought was like really interesting. Um, the back and forth banter, like he gives that long intro and then Steve Jobs just kind of laughs um, like you would if you had sat down for this kind of interview with Joe Rogan. I just thought that was incredible the way it felt like a real conversation. And obviously there's some stuff that's like, you know, he's talking about word processors and documents and a little too much, like nobody would do that. But like, damn, if 80% of that is not amazing. And the reason I felt emotional listening to this was it's I felt both like in awe, but also scared because as I was listening to this, it I was agreeing with what Steve says. And uh, what, what we'll do in, in a second, uh, Ben, is fast forward, like maybe 10 minutes in and basically Jobs goes on this long rant about LSD saying, uh, you know, LSD changed my life. And I don't think it's for everyone, but it changed my life. And it opened my mind up and let me read all these books I never previously would have read. And he says something like, I don't I wouldn't take LSD a bunch of times in a row because I only needed it once or twice. And it opened my mind and it introduced me. And he, he goes in depth. He goes, it introduced me to India. And it's just he, well, he, he talks he, about, he's talking about God. He's talking about like all kinds of things that you're like, it's not just like reading a Wikipedia page. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it's very philosophical. He's like, when people think about God, they think about this. But to me, it's and it's like, well, that's a fully formed thought and philosophy. And like, that sounds like something somebody would say when they're having like an in-depth podcast and not just like I did this in 1979 in March when I was living in Albuquerque. And then in 1981, I once again, it was, it wasn't that it was like a very real sounding thing. And um, he has this amazing, did, did you hear, there's this beautiful quote that he says, and basically the way that this company, if you ever listen to a bunch of Steve Jobs interviews, you'll notice that at points, it almost sounds like they're just chopping up some of his clips and just weaving them together because he has talked about this before. So I don't actually know if he's ever said this particular line before, but he starts talking about India and why he loves like uh, that part of the world. And he basically says like, well, it's so old and it influenced the rest of society. And he goes, there's an Indian epic that's 10 times as long as the Bible, the Quran, and all these no, other the, things the Iliad combined. And the Odyssey, yeah. That's what he says. Yeah, he's like basically Indian history influenced the rest of the world. And there's an epic that's 10 times as long as all these other books. And I just thought that was, that's just like such an interesting. By the way, 
he doesn't so and he doesn't say the name so it kind of leaves you wanting there but he is talking about the 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 gita which is like is i think that long it's like a 16 part series or whatever it's like this really really long thing i would bet that it actually is multiples longer than the iliad and the odyssey so i, I don't so think it's intri- interesting that he said that i i wait, and, and this is the point is that when he said that i said i gotta find that book like he just <laughs> sold me on this book he influenced so, you. <laughs> yeah I, I, the dead jobs influenced me so ben click play just for like 30 seconds but there is some kind of deeper meaning to life and it can't just be something that somebody made up because if it was it wouldn't be compelling it would seem contrived and everyone would see through it so I think that the meaning and the purpose is by the cosmos, the nature of the cosmos, which is pretty bold thinking. I mean, I don't know how else to put it, but it's not religious in the way people usually talk about. Taking LSD was a profound experience for me. LSD shows you that there's another side to the coin and you can't remember it when it wears off, but you know it, it washes over you and tells you that everything is connected. You're not here by accident. You were put here for a purpose. And if you can figure out what that is, then you'll learn more about yourself than anything else could. It's pretty intense. So, so, so that quote is a real quote of his. Taking LSD was a profound experience. One of the most important things in my life. It shows you that there's another side of the coin. You can't remember it when it wears off, but you know it. Okay, so that is like an actual quote of his, but it's weaved into the conversation. Like, there's a part in the conversation where he where, where he says he's talking about how he's a fan of Joe Rogan. He's like, it's nice to just sit back in the car and listen to you rant, and it's like, okay, so. The first one where he's the the LSD, you know, okay, he, they just took a they just took you know his Goodreads section or his quotes, and they're like, okay, cool, he's he says things like this. But where did the, how did it know to say to Joe Rogan that I love to listen to your podcast in the car, just love to sit back and listen to your rant? Where would that have come from? How how does that happen? That is, there's like little moments like that that are like, I just don't understand this technology well enough to know how it could know to say something like that in that moment. So the first half of the call, he talks all about India and these like kind of platitude, like life advice type of things, which were pretty amazing. But then the second half, which Ben just started playing a little bit, this talks about Google and they actually say Yahoo, Ron. They call it Yahoo. Uh, <laughs> they, they put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. But they uh, he, he's, he like does all these like says all these interesting quotes, which I actually think are things that he said again in the past. But he says stuff like. You know, that's the problem I've always had with Microsoft. In many ways, they're smart people and they've done good work, but they've never had any taste. They've never had any aesthetic taste. And then he goes on and he talks about Adobe and he criticizes Adobe's business model. And he goes, uh, Joe Rogan actually says, what would you do to fix Adobe? And Job says, well, they've got 800 people working on Adobe's business model. That's just way too many people. And the fact that they charge just a little bit of money for a small bit of the product, it's like buying a car, but only getting part of the car and having to pay more money to get the rest of the engine. And he like says these criticisms about Adobe, which frankly, I have no idea if it's true, but he must have went on like a rant about this, you know, in the past. But and, and then he goes, you know, I had a lunch recently with Bob, whatever, at Adobe. And he like says their full name and he leads up this part of Adobe. And he actually agreed to me that they need to fix it and they're working <laughs> on fixing it. And so anyway, he like actually gives almost more advice and his opinions on what I think are current events. I'm not well versed enough in, with Adobe, but I, it seems like current events. It, it's pretty magical. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. This basically was like bring back, bring back someone from the dead technology. Ben, do you have anything to add? You're a, you're a history guy. What did this like, do you have anything that you felt when you, when you watch this? 
I really agree with Sam. It made me oddly emotional uh, listening to it. It also scared me a little bit just because I thought of the application of like, well, what if like you did this to my grandpa and like what emotions would that bring back? And then that like frightened me of like, oh, I don't know if that's a good thing to be able to experience like as a representation of my grandpa that would feel like the real thing, but isn't right. Like where are these thoughts coming from? So it's equal parts, like really compelling, really cool. It's like a treat to be able to hear what I think is like pre a pretty accurate representation of how Steve Jobs would approach some of these things that are happening today, but then also just like scary to realize, but it's not really him. And what is it really? Well, it's, so like, let me, it's like a video, right? Today you could watch a home video and it's like, you see their face, you hear their voice, you, but you, it's captured a moment in time. To me, this is an extension of that, which is like, now it's going to be somewhat interactive that you can kind of interact with these people or hear them talk about new things. Uh, and you know that it's not like the real thing, but it's, you know, there's a Black Mirror episode that's a lot like this where the, the woman like uploads her boyfriend's consciousness to like, you know, this robot. She's kind of still dating him, even though, uh, you know, he's gone. But like there's like the shadow of him that like, you know, can can simulate him. Um, and I, th I think there's more good than bad. Um, Sam, what do you want to say? Yeah. So let me add two points about why this is going to get even stranger. Well, the first point is 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 almost scary. So basically in 1985, here this is a quote from Steve Jobs. He goes, my hope is someday when the next Aristotle is alive, we can capture the underlying worldview of that Aristotle in a computer. And someday some student will not be only be able to read the words Aristotle wrote, but ask Aristotle a question and get an answer. And so Steve Jobs wrote that in 85, which is interesting. Now, here's where things wow, get really I interesting from that, because that's that's he is what he's what just had what he just described is what just happened to him. It's magical. Now, here's where things are going to get even more magical. So play dot is it play dot AI or play dot HT? I want yeah. uh, So uh, part of their website, you can actually vote for new episodes. And some of the top episodes that people have voted for is Elon Musk interviewing uh, Nikola Tesla, Kanye West and Bob Lar Marley talking about music, Jesus interviews God, and then I believe there's Einstein and Buddha having a conversation on science and spirituality. Um, and uh, Trump interviews himself. Trump interviews himself. <laughs> there's Lex Friedman interviewing Richard Feynman. And then there's uh, Joe Rogan mediates peace between Russia and U.S. And that sounds like a joke. And it is a joke. But it's actually an interesting tool yeah. where you're like, well, like, let's hear Joe Rogan. Let's see if Joe Rogan can, like, bring together these two pe different people and hear each other's perspective. And we'll actually find out where one another is coming from, even if it's make believe. And but it will still be like maybe that is actually how they feel. And I could work through this argument. So that's why this stuff is actually really, really interesting and powerful.